with a specific topic or how is that? Uh, just the one topic we're going to talk about, but we'll branch it out because we're, we're all good like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so everybody, welcome to tonight's podcast. Look, man, I, I decided tonight to call the Avengers. I was like, look, I'm going to make some phone calls and just kind of bring everybody together and make a super podcast. Um, and again, these are all people I've had on the show before, so they're going to share like awesome insights and wisdom. So this will probably be one of those podcasts where you won't get to hear me talk as much. You'll get to hear them talk and hear about like their experiences with dating and how to have a peaceful partner and not a perfect one, which I think is phenomenal. So we'll probably go from right down to left, down to right. So Christelle, I'll let you introduce yourself. Go ahead, take it away. Well, thank you, Michael. Yeah, yeah my name is uh, Christelle Campbell, and uh, I recently started a YouTube channel called Aquarian Crossing. Um, I decided to uh, take on uh, the challenge of uh, putting myself out there and sharing um, my views and my experience and some of the knowledge that I've acquired over time, and as well uh, share insight about relationships. So that's what brings me here today. Thank you. That's awesome. Vontae, it's all you, man. What is up? I'm Vontae Pones, a.k.a. It's Vontae Pones. And I'm just here to kick it back with, uh, I'm, I'm going to say family, because I, I don't think I'm a guest anymore. I think it's all love. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so you guys know Vontae's a singer. He's actually produced, like, music and, and song rights. And so that's what he, like, he's he's done like some crazy shows here in our area. Um, you know, he's released some albums, has merch out. Like he's, he's pretty well known. Like he does rapping and singing. So, you know what I mean? If he sings in the middle of the live stream, you'll know why. <laughs> uh, Jillian, go right ahead. Yes. Jillian Shemp. Um, I split up with my ex-husband about 2017 and I wanted to learn what I did wrong, what I did right, what I could, what I could learn to have a better, better relationships in the future. And I kind of became obsessed with relationship information and started to learn everything that I could possibly learn. And some of, some of the information out there was not so great and um, got me into a toxic relationship, listening to some of the information, but that's okay. You, you live and you learn. And so I just kept going. And one of the things that happened is I was in some groups with women, like dating groups, um, and women started reaching out to me because I was quite active in some of the groups that asked me for help. And I thought, oh my goodness, maybe I can, maybe I can, maybe I can really help people. And so that just kind of got me thinking about being a coach. And, um, you know, that was, that was 2017. And now I've um, created a coaching program, um, helping women with their uh, dating and relationship issues, helping them move through. Uh, whatever their blocks may be, they're blocking them from finding love and um, learning self-love along the way. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically what I do now. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I love it. I love it. And all these people that I've brought together, like they all have like relationship expertise, I would say. <laughs> Sorry, guys. They all have relationship expertise. Um, so I'm the only single one here. So I'll be learning a lot from them which is like insane. So the reason why I picked this topic today is how to have a peaceful partner over a perfect one 
it's because everyone's out here trying to look for the perfect partner. They have like a crazy checklist from these that they saw from a Disney movie or like fantasies from 50 shades, just some type of weird thing. And it's actually keeping them away from actually receiving what is best for them. So even myself, I realized that in my younger days, I was looking for perfection. I was like, I'm perfect. Not like as in the sense of like my looks, but like character wise, I deserve perfection. But then I realized that through searching for perfection, you never find it. And it wasn't until I got older, until my 30s, that I wanted more of a peaceful partner than a chaotic partner. So if anybody wants to take the floor, they can go first. If anyone's like, yo, like, let, let me dig into this. But, you know, I see some itchy trigger fingers. So I feel like Vontae wants to say something because he's been married for a long time. So you guys all know on the platform. How long have you been married for, Vontae? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. Uh, August would be a, a complete 10 years. 10 years. This guy's been yeah. married. So why don't we dive a little deep and then we'll go in and then we'll get Christelle's opinion. We'll get Jillian's. But why don't we dive in? Part when you were looking for a partner, Vontae, were you looking for perfection or were you looking for peace? Um, Was I looking for perfection or peace? Uh I guess I, I I don't know what I was looking for. Let me be honest with you. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was twenty years old. I just uh, just left my mom's house. Just got my first apartment. I guess what I was looking for was love. Just plain love, companionship. Whether it was perfect or whether it was peaceful, I guess that wasn't the <laughs> the first on my mind. Um, I got really lucky to be honest though, you know, be honest, got really lucky because it is peaceful. I'm not saying it's per nothing's perfect. As a matter of fact, it ain't always peaceful, but far as the relationship as a whole, um, these past 10 years has been great. And I like that. So pretty yeah. much you had no idea what you were looking for, but peace fell into your lap. Uh yeah, actually, what maybe what I what I wanted was reassurance. So a little background: mm. I'm I'm adopted, and uh, I was in the foster system till about eight or nine till I got adopted. So I guess what I was really looking for was, you know, someone to to say you love me constantly. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I if, like <laughs> you know. So, um, and when, she did that. Did she do that for you? Um. Yes, but not not in the very start. But I was very brutally honest. I said, and I and I quote, "I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a relationship. I really like you. I don't want to waste my time. Let me know now." And uh, and how long did you do that? Was it a week? Was it a it couple was months? Three days, maybe after texting and adding her on Facebook and like helping it. each other. See, guys. And again, I want to get your guys, your female opinion here. Uh, but that's a G to me. He stepped to her and said, look, we've been talking for three days. I'm not here to waste my time. I'm not looking for a girl best friend. I like you and I want you. What? What's up? Facts. And she and she was like, I like you too. And that's how men need to start moving. Yeah. yeah I, I put her on the spot. Um 
to to put everything in context as well, like I said, I just moved out of my mom's house and um, there was another instance where she lived in Canada and I lived in New York. And another situation where I had to be brutally honest and was like, yo, I'm getting my first apartment and uh, I would really like for you to come live with me because I don't think we're going to last if I'm just out here living by myself. There, I, I don't think there's any way. And within two weeks, she was in New York. Wow. You see, oh, man, oh, man, you're just giving me so much here. <laughs> I like that because that shows me that a woman who knows how to surrender, she's like, this guy's amazing. He's great. I'm going to jump on a plane. I'm going to go. None I, of that. I, I, I'm going to interject. I, I wouldn't even say. <laughs> I'm I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say surrender because what that showed me was. Um, it was more powerful than than anything, you yeah. know. At, during the time she was going to school, she was living with her parents, and she had a nice little Tim Tim Horton that's at a gas station job. Um, but for for someone to show me that they love me in a way where they were showing up in instances where I thought was deemed impossible, wow. That was that that wasn't surrendering to me. That was that for me, that was just showing up fighting, you know, mm. fighting for what she wanted. And I was willing to fight too. Like we, we would have to meet. We would have to meet halfway. I like that. I like oh, that's the thing. Like, like you see, like, like she was just like, I'm gonna follow this guy. Oh yeah. And she did the work. And I and I really like that. So I don't know if there's anything that either Christelle or Jillian want to add to that go ahead go ahead oh yeah well yeah. it sounds like um well what i like about your story is that you were really forthcoming like um you're not really honest but you know you spoke your intentions to her and the other thing that i like is that uh you just didn't tell her off the bat because there still seems like you qualify either was a qualifying to it like you you wouldn't just say to anybody you know you obviously yeah liked her and there was a connection right and um and she was willing both of you were willing to take a risk that's a fact to be together yeah right yeah i think that that's i think that it's that it's awesome and actually this this is um this is the kind of mentality that because like, i i more speak to like women over 40 and this is like the intention that we should we should have i'm just i i think it's amazing you had that way back then and you were so intentional about it because like for me way back when i met my husband it, it i mean there i don't even know what you would call it but it was just kind of going along without really being conscious about the choices that i was making now i'm very very conscious about the choices that i'm making but way back then it's so different and you were so intentional. So that's that's almost like an anomaly. Because when I was that age and met my husband, my ex-husband at like 21 years old, I wasn't really thinking of a lot of stuff. But my my decision making was only based on that he was showing up for me. And I was really just saying, okay, well, that's the kind of man that I'm supposed to marry. But I wasn't really thinking that that's that's the only concept I, I had. That's the only concept I had was this is the kind of this he's doing all of the right things, you know. There was but there were some things that I wasn't thinking of and that I wasn't conscious of at right. that time. So you know, when we're a little bit older, 
you know, hopefully with a little bit of coaching and some self-reflection, we can cut really consciously make the choices about who we're getting invo involved with because yeah, I can end up really not peaceful if, if you um, don't know what you're getting yourself into. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So Christelle's been in a relationship for a hot minute. It's been like what, 16 years? Yeah, it's been 16 years. Yeah. Wow. So when you at that time were you looking for a peaceful partner or were you looking for a perfect partner did you have the understandings that you've had now when it came to your mate selection because the fact that you've been with someone for so long is outstanding yeah i would say i'm uh more like jillian you didn't really know what you were looking for you're just kind of cruising along okay <laughs> you know you're kind of cruising along you know you have an idea of kind of what you don't want right through you know certain experiences um but it's not very clear what you're really looking for um but because we've been together for so long you know there's been peaks and valleys right i, I don't think any relationship i don't think any relationship is ever perfect i don't think uh, it depends okay you could say it's perfect if you want, if you accept that it's going to be imperfect, right? So <clears throat> it's all about how your your perception on how you define the words, which we could discuss how we define perfection and peaceful. But like uh, Vante was saying, it's not always peaceful either. But it's how you how you handle and how you navigate the the peaks and valleys in the relationship and how. Um, how dedicated you are to the relationship and your partner. Right. Because it's not always that. going to be easy. Yeah. I guess I will be the one anomaly because I do believe in perfection. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to say why. I Nobody's perfect, but that person might just be perfect for you. You see? So to some degree, there's, there's a little bit of perfection. If they're perfect, there's something wrong. That's no, all no, I have to say. That's like, like a red character. flag. Yeah. But more as a sense of think about it this way. No one's perfect, but that person's perfect for you because your person who you've been with for 16 years, he's not perfect, but he's perfect for you. Yes. Because you've been with him for so long. Yes. And we can say the same thing about Vontae and we can say the same thing about Jillian. But perfect per uh I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Of course that sounds good. That sounds it does. great. But perfect also alludes that there's no room for growth. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double. Yeah. It's a double entendre. But right? growth, like, growth is how you build or how you set foundations. And, yes, and whatnot. So if you go in thinking this is the perfect relationship, then you're holding you're holding a person to a standard at twenty four seven. And that person wants to change over time, and then you're basically holding them hostage for someone they were. Mm, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Absolutely. See, that's why I told you guys I would learn something today. Like, <laughs> I'm learning things today. Like, I'm being put on the spot um, because, you see, I can't really compare to their experiences. Like, because in my 20s, I was just running around. That was my 20s. I ran around. I partied. I clubbed. I have funny stories to tell. But... In the back of my mind, I always wanted to be in a relationship. I just didn't know how to be. That was my Achilles heel. So I would get opportunities to be with people. I would be with them, 
but it was never successful ah. because, because I didn't have the tools that I have now. I didn't know how to vet a partner. I was yeah. like, oh man, as long as she's good looking and we have a fun time, we are going to ride this roller coaster till the wheels fall off. <laughs> and then the wheels fell off. Exactly. And then the wheels fell off and then the roller coaster crashed. And then I'm sitting at the bottom. What happened? What happened to my perfect ride? Exactly. <laughs> what happened to my perfect ride? Um, and that was my 20s. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until my 30s when, you know, you go through a little bit of heartbreak. You go through some things that you start to say, I need to change the game plan that I'm using. This one's not working. Yeah. So I, I try to speak to younger audiences or many people that when you're looking for love or you're looking to date, you need to be intentional. Yes. And it was something that I never had. So when I hear Vontae's story about how direct he was, I didn't have that, right? But now I do. I make my intentions very known. So, yeah. and I think when you do that and anyone can chime in, you're either going to pull in the right people and scare off the wrong ones. Well, totally, totally. Everything is about the intention of why you are doing something. It's like it's like th this is probably a little bit a, a little bit off topic, but like, should should a woman cook for a man? And so let, you know, there's different perspectives at, that you can look at this. Well, what's what's your intention for doing it? Are you are you cooking for are you cooking for him because you because that's who you are authentically? And you're just like cooking, you're like, hey, you know, come share a meal with me. Or are you cooking for him? Is your intention to make him like you? Because that's a totally different mm. energy, you know? Um, if that's not authentically who you are, you're not a cook, but you're trying to cook for him to make him like you. Um, that's a whole different in, intention. So yeah, I just going off of being intentional, I think being intentional and then saying, okay, why am I doing this thing? What's what am I trying? What am I trying to do here? And then is this like authentically who I am to be even doing this? And I like that as a measuring stick when you're dating. What's the intention? Is it authentically me? And if 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 it's off, then don't maybe don't do those things, you know. But it's not about it's not about you shouldn't uh, cook for a man because you know that's a bad thing to do. Don't do anything or for a man. Don't cook for him because then you're gonna look like look like you're desperate. You know what I mean? Now, if you're doing it to make him like you, yeah, that that's probably gonna come off energetically desperate. You know what I mean? Um, mm. so, yeah, you know what? We can we can go there because again, this this tonight's podcast is about us branching into different venues so if we want to go because from what it sounds like is what you're talking about is unconditional love and we can discuss if 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 all of us agree on it trend uh conditional over non-conditional so what mm -hmm. she's talking about is if you're only doing things to get love in return that's transactional love you're saying well i'll cook you meals and i'll pick up your suits and i'll do x y and z for you but you need to give me something in return yes or you say, I'm just genuinely like this as a human being. This is who I am. I like to cook. I like to clean. I like to take care of my person. Yeah. That's a whole different ball game. I like so, that energy. That's a peaceful and that's a peaceful energy. Yeah. So so any one of you guys can jump in. Vonte, Estelle, any of you guys can jump in on the topic of should love be conditional? Is it conditional or is it non-conditional? 
And I put the songwriter on on the spot for a reason because he writes songs about this stuff. Do I? Oh my goodness! (laughs) He writes songs Um, about this stuff. Whether it should uh, be conditioned. This next song is going to be "I'll Only Love You If You Cook for Me." (laughs) All right. Well, I'll answer that question. But speaking on the "cook for me," I did have a little note there. Um, You know, nowadays, far as like the new new generation, I don't think there's so many gender roles, even with my my wife. If she if she cooks a lot during the week, she's gonna let me know. Hey, when are you gonna hop on the stove? Or mm-hmm. when are you yeah. going to do the laundry? Or you know what I mean? And then I gotta step up. You, you know, so um far as conditions go, you know what? There there has to be conditions. Far as if you're in a relationship versus you're in a marriage, I think there should be conditions. You know, where if we're if we're here to grow. Um, we're here to heal together, and as long as you're growing, I'm not going to say with, because, you know, everybody grow at their own pace, but if you're not trying to grow or you're not trying to heal, it's been five years, 10 years, 15, 20, and you're still chasing whatever you were chasing 15, 20 years ago, then, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You, mm-hmm. I mean, again, me and my, me and my wife, we're still going strong. We have two beautiful daughters. But um, if I'm being honest, I do believe in divorce. I do. You know? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love wifey so much that, you know, I'm going to try whatever I can. Say that uh, she ends up being addicted to whatever. Oh, you know, I'm doing whatever I can to help her. You know, whether it takes one year, two years, five years. But if it's to a point where I know you can't be helped or you're not trying to help yourself or it's even deeming my way of life or the kid's way of life. That's a condition for me. Wow. Because everyone happiness does matter. So if you, you take care of your happiness, you're supposed to take care of your happiness. I'm supposed to take care of my happiness so that when we're together, there's no toxicity. And if there is, if you're having a bad day that you come talk to me, you don't put it, you don't throw it at me. You don't put it on me. Let's talk through it. That's a condition, you know, mm-hmm. things, things of that nature. Let me know how to love you. Come talk to me. How was your day? You can vent to me. But if you're having a bad day and you're in, and that's another thing, I make sure I don't come home with work problems or I start fresh. If I'm mad, she would never know, it, especially if it's at work. But if I am upset with her, oh, she's the first to know it. But not in front of everyone. I would come home and talk to her, hey, at the grocery store, kind of yelled at me you know what i mean i don't know if i really appreciate that but if i would have said it at the time she did do it at me i would have blown up and maybe my reaction would have been a little bit more than what i think it should have been that's a condition you know you can't just be out here yeah sorry i feel like i'm rambling I no 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 you're, you're good that's good um I, I think i see what you're saying like you can't yeah. be out here just acting a fool yeah. No, you yeah, can't just get into a relationship or a marriage and say, oh, okay, I've I've made it, you know. <laughs> I'm done now. Right. Just, I like that. Christelle, yeah. is there anything you want yeah, to Yeah, I just wanted to ask a question to Avante. When you say conditions, do you mean bo- more like boundaries? Yeah. I instead say, of conditions? Like, 
yeah. you're, you're doing boundary setting, which is kind of a condition, but you still love, you love yourself and you love the other person unconditionally, but through unconditional love, sometimes yeah. you require to do challenging things because right. you love yourself enough and that person enough that you know what, what course of action is required. And it's not always a pleasant action. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. that you're, you're respecting yourself yep. in yeah. the process, but you're also respecting the individual. Cause usually I associate unconditional love is, 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 is taking action that that's in a loving way for both individuals. But sometimes, uh, you know, like loving, like unconditional love is like a parent, right? Sometimes a parent to show a lesson to a child, it will not necessarily give the answers or let the child make a mistake or there's certain ways that they'll, a, a parent will address a situation and it seems cruel, but you love them enough to be there for them without doing it for them. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. It does, yeah. 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 I agree with you because I think there's two types of loves. I think there's love where it's like, you know, it's nice, it's friendly, it's fluffy. And then there's tough love, which mm -hmm. requires you sometimes to step into a space where you're going to have to enforce a boundary. And they might not necessarily like you in that moment. You know what I mean? And I think the most, any relationship that we look at, and I love that, like you guys all touched on it. The fact is there is going to be conditions in a relationship of boundaries that are not crossed. You know what I mean? I think you yeah. can kind of do the best of your ability, as Vontae said, to help someone if they get into something funny. But like when they start becoming uh, disrespectful, like and that and everybody has their own things. That could yeah. be the girl staying out too late. That could be the guy going to naughty clubs. That could be anything. Yeah, but it could be, I think it could be, I'm not going to put up with somebody blo uh, blocking me and unblocking me. Blocking <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me. Like those type of toxicity behaviors, mm -hmm. there's a level of boundaries because I think everybody, and we can agree on this and have this topic, has their limit of what they're willing to deal with. Yeah. Love or no love. That's a great, that's a great point. I think before anyone, and I wish someone told me this before I even got married was, and before going in any relationship, especially a marriage, you got to know yourself, mm -hmm. love yourself. And you, you self-care has to be a must, you know, you should be going into someone else's life already healed or in the mm -hmm. process. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Wow. And you know what? What you you guys saying all that sums up why a lot of my relationships failed in my 20s. I didn't come healed. I was broken. I didn't know how to enforce boundaries. Neither did the partner I was with. So, and I saw what that looks like, what those relationships look like when no boundaries are enforced. It's literally the Wild West. Yeah. You guys get into fights no problems get resolved because you focus more on the love instead of correcting the behavior. You say, well, I, I love you and I care about you. And you say nothing about the bad behavior or what yeah, was said during that fight. And then you try to like minimalize it or try to forget about it and say, well, loving you is more important, but it's like, at the same time, we also need to, to view the behavior. So yeah. 
I know myself when I went through like all that phases and it drove me stir crazy why relationships would end or, or I'd be in situationships, I think is what they call them now, the new gen. Um, nothing was able to stick. But again, I didn't have the self-love and self-care that I had like for myself now that I didn't have for myself before. And yeah. I, I do agree without that self-care yeah. or being able, I would say this, being able to walk away is the biggest form of self-care that you can do. I'm not saying walk away when things get tough right away, but when you've done everything within your power, yeah. within that relationship, without like, as I, I would say, self-sabotaging yourself or compromising your well-being to be yeah. with them. Yeah. I would say there's a little bit of strength in you walking away because if you have to compromise yourself to be with somebody, I don't think that's really a relationship at that point. That is like something else that we need to explore now. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's, that's, that's a, you know, uh, I think that's probably a little bit, a bit of a balance that some people probably have some trouble with, you know, because obviously if you're in a relationship, that means you're going to be compromising on some things you're going to have to get to know your partner and get to know what they want. And that means you're going to be giving. And so, you know, just to make sure that you're not over giving or overdoing something to the loss of the self, you know? So that's where the self love I think comes in and knowing thyself so that you, you have something to go, okay. Uh, you know, like a bumper pad. Okay. That that's a little bit too much. That's not right. That that's not right. You know, but that, without that self love, you can definitely be taken taken advantage of and um those those relationships can end up in a really painful painful place so definitely not peaceful that's for sure that is true anything you want to add christelle oh uh, yeah um your sorry, mind is pondering i can see your mind i can see your mind i was in a train of thought yeah um sorry i'm just trying to go back because i was thinking of what um Jillian was saying that's why um uh yeah and the other thing I wanted to add sorry Kim, is um uh, a really important element to a peaceful relationship is communication <laughs> uh learning how to uh how learn how to communicate yeah that that's been for me that has been um uh, challenging, uh, you know, because I've always struggled with expressing myself. So, um, but now that I've done more self-development, I've done a lot of growing. Um, I've really uh, pushed, not pushed myself. I, you know, it's that self-love. I love myself enough to be in a, to self-express because that's an area that I, uh, I struggle with. And the more that I practice, the easier it gets. And the more that I've worked on that, uh, the more, uh, the more I've had success with my relationship and, um, the better our relationship has, like, it's come a long way, right? Because now I'm expressing myself and he understands, you know, how I feel and my position. Yeah. So that's brought in a lot more peace and that my partner doesn't have to guess yeah. <laughs> how I feel, yeah. or what I'm thinking. And then it also prevents resentment as well uh, when you don't feel heard. It gives, you a chance, it gives you a chance too to see who your partner is. 
Mm-hmm. And are they going to honor that we are feeling beings, especially mm-hmm. as women? I mean, you know, we we feel a lot and we want to be, our, our true authentic selves want to be able to express how we feel. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good marker for any relationship. If, you, if you're um, communicating something, expressing it, especially if you're expressing it in a way where you're like, I got to say something, you know, I, but you're letting the person know that you love them very much and, you know, you need to get something off of your chest and how are they, how are they going to handle that communication as well? Is this a person that you can even work with? Because a lot of people, like, like you said, Michael, they're just not healed. And when you try to express something, even if it's in a positive way, they might like lose their shit on you or um, not be able to take that situation and go, okay, I can understand where you're coming from. She's not blaming me. She's not blaming me. Okay, how can I honor her in this moment, you know? And so that's such a, I just love that you said that because it's like, the it's, it's if we can't communicate, we can't have a peaceful relationship. It's just, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you guys have all brought that up because you guys have opened a door which which we're actually going to discuss on this podcast. We, we all talked about communication, and I'm going to ask like Vontae, and then we're going to get everyone's opinion. Everyone says communication is important, but we have to ask ourselves, what does that look like when everyone communicates differently? Nobody communicates the same. True. So again, Vontae, what does communication look like to you? Communication to me looks like recognition. So... Um, when we're talking or expressing our feelings, um, it's good to voice whatever's on our heart, but also in the same breath, I think while we're communicating, I think we also should recognize if, um, if your spouse is, uh, maybe is putting 70% of, of the relationship that week, or, uh, you know what she did put a little bit of effort this week when we were cleaning up the house or, you know, so I, I think I'm going to try, I should try a little harder. And you know what? I apologize for the way I was acting. You deserve a little bit more respect. That's what communication looks like to me. And I think oh, when you do things like that, and like she, 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 well, I have to talk personally. She feels seen and also it helps me out. You know, she respects me a little bit more. And then she goes in, you know what? You're right. Maybe I overreacted. We'll figure this out. Yeah. I don't think a woman is going to bring peace if you don't do exactly how what you do with your wife. And then she's oh. like, oh, he sees me. <laughs> yeah. And then she relaxes and then she's so willing to give you what you what you need and around and around it goes, you know, rather than you not uh, seeing her or hearing her and then. Is she going to give you what you need? No, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. And before, uh, one last thing um, I want to say about communication for my part is communication is not always with your spouse. Um, communication is also with yourself. And I think that doesn't get talked about enough. And what I mean by that is for me, I get, uh, I'm an artist, so I get inspired by the most littlest things. Um. <laughs> There was a show on Netflix, for example, called, uh, I think it was called Love, just called Love. And um, it was about these two in a relationship and the girl was smoking hot (laughs) and the guy was more so nerd looking. Um, And it was a TV series. 
Um, but you know what? The guy worked hard to be the man, I would say the man she wanted, but in the same case, she worked hard to be the woman he wanted. And um, he always questions himself, like, why does she love me? You know, what did I, uh, what's so special around me? I mean, what's so special about me when I'm around her, I could be myself. Um, and I think, I think <clears throat> when I saw that episode or the whole show, I, I said the same thing about myself, you know, like, why did she come to New York? Like, it just right off the bat for that. Why did she get married or why did she choose to get married to me? To me, after six months of knowing each other, what is it about me? So um, I always keep that in my mind when I'm doing doing things or doing something nice or out in public, especially knowing in this day and age, uh, the girls wouldn't do half the things my wife did um, to make sure the relationship lasts. So I do whatever I can to make sure the relationship lasts with communicating with her and always recognizing areas where I can improve on Facing, you know, looking at mentors, looking at other relationships, or just looking at TV shows, like, oh, I could learn from that, you know. So I like so it. You, did you ask her to marry you after six months? Did you say? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So we've been married ten years. We've known each other ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Christelle. What does communication look like to you? Well, it it's very similar to what Vante is. Uh, talking about, I think uh, what I can add is um, as well as um, is how it's delivered. You know, some people might think communication like, yeah, I yelled it at her, like I told her, right? I think it comes back to you know when you're communicating, uh, if you can, if you can do it in a in a calm way so that it's <clears throat> receptive, re received by the other person. And the other thing is is don't wait too long to say what you have to say because then that say like you know as it's happening not like in the moment just say hey like i had a moment to think about it you know i didn't like this or this is what i like you you don't want to wait too long because what ha what can happen is you can you know get uh frustrated with the other person or angry or resentful instead of expressing as it comes and dealing with it as as each uh, event occurs, right? So, um, and uh, as well, um, uh, you know, um, sorry. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm saying a lot of, um, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was just more the delivery, the delivery of it is really important. And as well, uh, Avante was saying is like, you know, using um, other examples, like if you see other people delivering and say, hey, they did it like this. Okay, let me try it like that. Maybe that person will be more responsive. Like, don't just stick to one way, find different ways, apply different ways until you find something that might work for for them to respond back to you, right? There's no, there's no magic pill because every person is unique. So to personalize it for the person that you're with. And I by like doing that. that, you're showing that you love them because you're willing to put energy and time to 
for them because you're willing to do that specifically for them. I like that. Jillian, what does communication look like to you? Uh, I, I like the saying, you catch more flies with honey. And uh, I think just dealing with human beings, you know, um, from a human perspective that we all have feelings. And when you have something, you know, women tend to, I think as we get older, we, we learn to be more direct. And we realize that especially dealing with men, we just need to say something directly. But of course, we are taught to be sugar and spice and everything. That's nice when we're growing up, right? And so we're not taught to be confrontational in any way. So so much so that we don't even know how, how to bring something up to somebody, you know, um, especially dealing with women. We'll, we'll, we'll sidestep things to the point where you're just not even a friend with a woman anymore. You don't, you don't ever directly say anything. So, but with men, I think you would do have to be direct and just say it but just do it with honey and just be be nice just be sweet about it let the person know that you really care about them that you're not blaming them for anything um but that you you but you do have to honor yourself you're not a doormat you don't swipe uh, these things under the rug people don't respect you if you don't address issues it doesn't mean that there's always a problem i mean if there's always a problem that's a problem but if there is an issue don't sweep it under the rug honor yourself, you know, be sweet about it. Let the person know what it is so that at least they can have a chance to solve it and you can have a chance to evolve your relationship. I love it. I love, I, and I feel like right now I'm going to be the bad guy. Like, I feel like I'm going to be like the wild joker card right here. <laughs> on I, be I believe in communication, but all your answers were great, but I believe in it to a full, like to a small misconception. And I'm going to say why. You guys all talked about being able to talk to your partner, being able to express to them, which are all great points. But one thing that I've learned recently, and I think this is probably going to help me in my next relationship, is when you express yourself to them, are they even in the space to even receive your emotions right now? They might have had a rough day. They might have other stuff going on that you that just hasn't been discussed yet. So when you come and let's say you say, well, I have these issues with you. I have this they might not even be in the space to even receive your emotions. So that can also be a problem within itself. So I think a lot of times when you are going to communicate, you have to ask the question, are you in the space right now for me to discuss something with you? Yeah. Are I, used you to, I used to make the mistake when I was married that I would always bombard my husband with things as soon as he walked in the door. And, and of course, he always pushed back. And I thought he was, I used to think he was such an asshole. And of course, that was just a lack of maybe giving him a half an hour to at least decompress the poor guy before I bombarded him with things, you know. So, See, you know, that's, that's just, just one, little, one little tip, you know, to, to what you're saying. Know, know who you're dealing with and when are the right times to bring them up. So I, I was definitely missing the mark on that. Yeah, that helped me understand that because imagine if both people are working, right? And then you come home, one person's had an awesome day and then the other person's had like a bad day and you're just like, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da. And like you haven't even, you're pretty much invading their space without even asking, without even saying like, hey, like I have some things on my mind either about work or like enhancing the performance of the relationship, date nights, whatever, to say, are you in a space to even receive this right now? Because you might give it to them and it literally goes over their head. 
then a couple of days later, you get you get mad and say, well, hey, I told you this a couple of days ago, and you literally just kind of like went went past your head. So I think they need to be in a space to receive it because then whatever you tell them can be applied within that moment, either enhancing the relationship or just even them being your rock because they might not even be in the space to be your rock in that moment. And some people get mad at that. So I don't know if there's anything that you guys want to add to that um, before we move on to a new topic. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. <laughs> you say you're going to be the bad guy. I'm going to be a bad guy to that bad guy. I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, as, all, of, all of that is, is kind of BS, just a little bit. <laughs> because, <laughs> go ahead, go because, because let me break it down. Like how, let's just lay, lay it down, like role play it real quick. So, um, I had a bad day. I come home. Um, and if we're talking about communication and growing in a seasoned relationship, I think far as communication goes, you're going to say, Hey, how was your day? Oh, okay. Well, when you get a minute, I would like to talk to you about something. It doesn't have to be now, but when you get a minute. Okay. It's nothing like, like it takes two seconds, and I would love that. Oh, you're not bothered. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Mm -hmm. And I'll come home, go into my office, write my music if I have to, you know, roll up if I have to. And uh, and you know, she if she has to remind me again, I'll even feel more bad. Oh, she wanted to talk. Okay, 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 I got you. But you know, most of the cases, I'm in my in my head. Okay, what what, what does she want to talk about? So usually, I'll just come like, hey, what's up? And you know, if the if I say my day was bad, how was your day? My day was actually upset. I I would expect for my spouse to you know break down my day, and then you know, okay, I'm glad you talked about your day today. But relationship is 24 hours. I'm sorry, you're always gonna have work problems. You're always gonna have money issues. You're always gonna have, and talk to me about it right away. Don't wait a day. Don't wait two weeks, because if we can knock it out right the park and it don't have to happen, whatever we discuss right now, we can make a plan where it don't happen again. For us, you wait a week, three days to tell me it's just gonna snowball and pressure's gonna turn into passive aggressive. And next thing you know, the issue is a lot bigger than what we don't even know what it's about. So, I, and, I, and I will add something when I mean asking somebody, like, are they in a space? Doesn't mean a week, 100%. I agree with you. If it waits like a week, then no. But giving them a chance to kind of like uh, regress from work or like what's ever been on their mind gives For them sure. a chance to receive whatever it is you tell them. And I love the fact that you said a relationship is 24 seven and mm. people don't realize that like it, it's cluelessness, but I'm sure that the ladies want to chime in. So <laughs> Christelle or Jillian, you either one of you can go first. I'm, I'm good on that topic. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, if you're in an intimate, you've been in a relationship for a real long time, then you kind of know uh, where that person's at pretty quickly. Let's say if they had a rough day, you're like, how was your day? You'll know right away. So you can pick your, you know, you pick your time. You know, you say, hey, you know, I know this is, you know, they're having a rough day. They're having a really rough moment right now probably this is not the best time to talk to them. So I'll wait till um, they've, they're a little cooled off a little bit. 
and when they when I can see or I can sense that they're more receptive and say, hey, just like Vante was saying, hey, when you have a chance, uh, you know, there's something I want to talk to you whenever you're ready. There's no there's no rush. But uh, when you have a moment, just let me know. I like yeah. that. I think I like Dante that. has the, the right approach. Yeah. Um, I know I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm bad guy. I'm just um, not going to get the results you're looking for. Yeah, I'm just not going to get the results. <laughs> I, know, I know my wife, if I'm at work and something happened, like maybe I, I spent something on the debit card without, you know, without like, oh, she's going to message me at that moment before I even come home. So by the <laughs> yeah. time I do come home, it's like the conclusion of what we talked about in text, but it's not as blown up as when, when I come home. Yeah. I like that. So it's like instant. It's like, we're going to do with this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. Because you have to. Part of it, you have to. Because there's they're always going to come up. It's constant. That's a good way to put it. It's constant. So the more um, you sort them, get you know deal with them the less you have a pile yeah. waiting for you and that's yeah, usually what breaks down the relationship if you kind of try to always put it right. aside and 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 i think like like you said to how you how you handle it and how you speak to somebody because that can be that can take a relationship down real quick if it gets into um more of like if you if you're communicating angry and then now every time a problem communicates you've like set the bar that you know we can come at each other with anger and you know i just i just don't see maybe there's a place for it i don't know but i just think once you like go there if if, if somebody does um communicate like an angry way or in an in an abusive way if that's not just in the moment um then that's like set the bar that that's how we're going to deal with things from that point forward not to say that that can't be changed around but mm, yeah i would definitely say if anybody is uh communicating in an angry way to, to check that situation immediately because that's not the bar that you want to set for future you know discussions i agree and that goes back on conditions like abusive is is a no-no i don't think anyone should stay in any relationship if anyone's being any type of abusive and yeah, I hold that standard, not just to myself, but also the circle around me. If you're being abusive to whoever you are with in your relationship, I I will cut you off. And you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I won't even talk to you anymore. I've been in a relationship for 10 years. I have two beautiful daughters and they have never seen me or nor have I ever raised my hand or been any type of abusive to my wife. And I think that in a relationship, that has to be a condition. There's no yeah. unconditional about abusive or, you know, any type of really on on in, in toxicity at all. Well, I want to touch on that actually. And I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like today I'm just like the villain. <laughs> Don't you think sometimes, and again, you guys can chime in at any time. Sometimes when someone says abusive, like let's say for example, I check my girl, she'd be like, well, you were being abusive. But all I did is check bad behavior. So where do you draw the line? Well, where's the abuse? Well, like, let's just say I say to my girl, for example, I say, look, I don't like the way you behave. Like, can you please knock that off? But she sees that as abusive language because we all communicate differently, right? So that's the thing. I'm not, like, I am not ever an advocate for abuse. But I'm saying we have to draw the line of what it looks like. Like we really do, because some people will just say they abused me when all they did is tell you to stop doing what you were doing. That sounds more of a, that sounds like more of a problem of you, you were communicating what you need, but that person just isn't 
maybe, maybe is not, let, let's just take the example. Okay. Let's just take the example that maybe you were dating a girl and she was showing too much cleavage when you're out. You don't like that. Yeah. All the guys are looking at her boobs. And so now you have to tell her. And so you told her directly, nothing wrong with that. But the problem is that you're going to have to possibly try to teach this woman who doesn't understand that, that you don't, that you don't like that. So that's, then that means she's not maybe not dateable for you. You know what mm. I mean? I know I kind of kind of switched it. No, but that's what I mean. Like, like you're yeah. totally right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we I, have to draw the line of what it looks like. Because, like, yeah. again, like a lot of times, like some people, well, this person abused me when all they well, did is correct bad behavior. I think we uh I don't think there should be a spectrum of abuse. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think okay. abuse, there's a definition of abuse. I just Googled it. And yeah, uh, let's hear it. Let's hear the best, it. The best one I have here says cruel and violent treatments of a person or an animal, says here. Okay. Or to use something to bad effect or bad intentions or bad purpose, bad purpose or misuse. So what you're saying addressing the problem, I don't think is is abuse. Uh, even saying maybe knock it off might be abrasive, like language. Okay. I don't even think that that's necessarily abuse. Verbal abuse is a thing. It is. I think we all know what verbal abuse we looks do. like. We do, yeah. But oh, go ahead. No, but then um, the question that comes to my head is then what what does it mean about the person if they're saying that you're abusive for you know telling them to knock it off, right? Like just to say, hey, like I I don't I don't appreciate your behavior. What does it say about that person? If they're then saying that you're being abusive. I think that goes to, sorry, what's your name again? It's Christelle. That's Christelle. Christelle. And yes. then Jillian. It's Jillian. Jillian. I think it goes back to what Jillian. Well, Jillian actually said was you have to teach that person. Uh, this what? Know, had to, you have to teach a person like how to act around you. Or, yes. Yes. Um, I think that's true to a degree in the beginning of standards. Yeah, in a, a beginning of a relationship, but yes, I think if you're to the point where you have to say, um, this is abusive, or what well, I think at that point, a relationship should be over. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think there's no fixing or teaching, no coming back from that unconditional. I mean, you can if you, you know, if you learn from it and you come back, but you can't learn while you're being abusive, you know, you got to let that person go and. Far as a victim of being abused, uh, far as me, I was abused as a child and seen it growing up. So, like, far as like what's abuse, and I don't think there should be a spectrum, or I don't think anyone should have to deal with anyone that's abused. If life is already hard, and then you're trying to connect with someone with a, uh, an affectionate relationship. So see, I think think about me and my relationship. I admire. I don't just love my wife. I admire her so much. I, mm. And it's hard. It's hard to disrespect or abuse something or someone you admire. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We could we can touch on that. You know what? I I agree with you. When you admire somebody like your partner, I think just in your mental mind, you know that there's lines that you're not willing to cross. Like. Like, if I just like somebody, I think within that spectrum, you're going to cross some lines. But when you have that, like, desire, like, I know that they don't like this. I'm not going to do it or even bring it around them. Totally. 
Totally. And I think sometimes it's not just in, in younger relationships, but sometimes when it comes to the desire, sometimes people get together for the wrong, re for the wrong reasons and maybe the desire isn't there and they're causing chaos to bring a little drama, which they think will bring a little bit of, you know, something, something to the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So desire is definitely, definitely an important thing for sure. I, sure. And yes, for sure, when you have desire and respect for the person, you're just automatically going to treat them better, hands down. Mm. Well, no, I'm really glad that I was able to have the conversation with you guys about abuse. And like, and I'm, I'm glad that we were able to open it up because again, like, and the reason why like I, I opened the box is because like some people could be narcissistic and, and they might not even know that they're narcissistic or they might have high narcissistic tendencies. And to them, that might be a norm. Until somebody but to says you, something to them. Yeah, but to you, you're like, well, you're an abusive individual. Like you're you're not you're not good. But to them, like they could just have a higher level of narcissism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, my my daughter, she has a friend right now who's in an abusive situation, and she said, Mom, what what do we do? How do we deal with this? And I said, You keep you you do keep putting the pressure on her and you do keep letting her know. Because sometimes when you're in that situation, because I know I was in one, and it took people to not blow smoke up my ass. They told me the truth to get out. And, and it took my sister saying, Jillian, if you don't get out of that relationship, I am going to disown you. Do you understand me? Mm. And I'm like, holy shit, this is bad. Like, I can't let it get to the point where my, my family is going to disown me. So people need to stand up and they do need to put pressure on because it's important for that person to understand because they're when they're in that toxic relationship, they're so toxically bonded emotionally to that person. It's really hard to get out until other people start letting them know it's not right. It's not right. And actually, we, we're going to I'm going to walk away because I'm not going to watch this anymore, you know. And I, I, I never used to think, oh, is that how you deal with it? But now I do think, yeah, you do have to be, somebody from the outside has to be strong and somebody has to step in and let them know it's wrong. I agree with you. You speak in so many facts. And that goes to the point in the beginning of the podcast where we talk about where I, I really believe that everyone should work on themselves. It is very cliche and young people don't want to hear it, but you have to work on yourself and love yourself first because there's people out here preying on those that are not healed, that has trauma, and that's the best way that they can survive because they need that. They're narcissistic, they have ill intentions, and they're showing it through love and affection in a very wrong way. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and those people count on people that don't want to work on themselves. Yes, they count that count on you not doing your work, inner work. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm glad that you guys said that. And and see, that was what I really wanted to bring up because when you're not healed or like you don't focus on that, it, it's a wild jungle out here, and people will prey on your emotions. People will take advantage of you, and that's the thing. That's why I was saying the ability to walk away is the highest self love because when you're able to say like. I've told you multiple times that I'm not like me, for example, I do not do yelling. If there is yelling within a relationship, I check out and I'm out. I will yeah. give you a warning, but then I'm out because I grew up in a household where there was constant yelling and berating. So if I see any of that tendencies just naturally, I'm like, there's a low level of, of disrespect here. 
Yeah. And and it's going to be it's going to be abusive if it's not checked. And I will try to check it in the most loving and gentle way. But if it is not well received, I check out and I leave the relationship. Yeah. I got a question. And I, and, I, and and from an evolved evolved place to I think that I think that moving from maybe sometimes we can be selfish when we're younger and then like myself, hey, I'll admit I used to be really selfish and now I really care about being a good person. I really care about giving. And, but I'm also very aware that if anybody is going to take advantage of my kind heart, they, they don't get it anymore. You know what exactly. I mean? So, so be a giving person, be a loving person, show up how you would in a relationship so they know who you are. But if anybody wants to take advantage of that, walk the hell away. Vontae, <laughs> you had a question for me. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. I'm getting some vibes from you, True. Mr. 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 Uh, your new name is Manuel. Yeah. <laughs> um, correct me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for you here. I believe that you have a set of. I'm busy. It's <laughs> <laughs> my youngest. You have a set of rules and, and boundaries and expectations as a person in a relationship. And I would like to hear some of them. Like, Ooh. yeah, I'm going to be honest. There is yelling in, in my relationship, but it's not to like, oh, you're yelling at me. All right. I'm going to walk away as mm -hmm. long as, you know, my wife's not like my wife is is from Thailand. So she may yell to try. To, she don't need to yell. But as long as we're in the crib, we're not like in the, in the middle of aisle six in Walmart. And she's yeah. around. She's just expressing herself. But I want to hear some, I want to hear maybe everyone's like standards or things. Well, <laughs> what I mean the yelling, I mean so yelling in a way where it's disparaging to one's character. Okay. Now, because people raise their voices. Nobody's perfect here. I'm not an angel. You, none, of, none of us here are angels. Of course. But when you raise your voice in a disparaging way that belittles me, because you don't know how to communicate with me, that's a no for me. That that doesn't work for me within a relationship scaling context. Um, another thing that I don't do, if we're in a relationship, and this is just me, I can't speak for everyone else, I'm not willing to entertain someone or a female that has a lot of guy friends. I'm just not. I've done it before, it didn't end well, the girl left me for a guy friend. It's just not something that I'm willing to do. I'm not asking her to cut off her guy friends. I'll say, hey, if that's what you want, that that's no problem. But I don't think you're. I don't think I'm the guy for you. Right. So I won't. I won't deal with that. Um, I don't do boss babes. I don't, and it's not that I I have a problem. What's a boss with babe? I'm so sorry. What's a boss babe? That masculine energy, like you know what I mean, like I'm a boss babe. I'm a like you know what I mean, like that very oh raw energy. Goodness. I talk about more like a feminist, like like I'm a I'm a feminist, like a man basher. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, like I like you know what I mean, like like I just don't like boss babe is just very masculine energy. Yeah, and I just I I can't deal with it you can't have two masculine energies in a relationship like yes we have both but you know what i mean but i i can't deal with the hyper masculine and there's certain tendencies that that boss babe women come with that i'm not very comfortable with 
Um, you know what I mean? So like when you're dealing with like a boss babe, try telling her what to do. She's like, no, I'm not listening to you. You know what I mean? So it's just there's just certain tendencies that that I don't like with those type of quality of women. Some guys can handle it. Who However, she could be a multimillionaire and she could be super feminine with you. So it's all exactly. about what she, how she is with you and not necessarily a boss babe is in the sense that she's making money but yeah. if she's feminine with you and is yeah can she you, check it at the door yeah if she could check it at the door we're cool all right so you expect your women i mean you're in a hot seat all right you're, yeah, you're yeah. on fire right now <laughs> yeah you know so you expect a woman to be 100 percent submissive not all the time because nobody's perfect. Let's say 80 percent. Yeah, like 80-20 rule. Yeah. <laughs> 20. And, and when you say submissive, what do you mean by that? She trusts my leadership. It's as simple as that. I know I'm gonna sound like a bad person when I say <laughs> that, but hearing all your it, yeah. guys' stories, especially Vontis, because I've known him for a long time, his wife trusts his leadership. She trusts mm -hmm. him to lead the household. She knows that he's only going to make decisions that are only going to benefit the house, that are going to benefit them as a family unit. I've watched this guy grow. I've watched him. Twenty percent of the time, he does. She doesn't. He's probably okay with that. Exactly. I, but if if I can interject in your hundred percent right, I hope she at least tries to <laughs> go ahead to, to lead the household. But um, yeah, you know, wifey also. Um, I'm still thinking about the word boss babe, but I wouldn't <laughs> like, what? I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> nah, I wouldn't necessarily call my wife a boss babe, but uh No, you're I, 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 I tell her listen, I tell her all the time. I said I say, you know, get your driver's license. Uh this is her last year in school. She's actually going to Israel for three weeks, starting next yeah. week to finish off her classes. Um and she's on the dean's list. Um, but I tell her things like get your, get your driver's license, make sure you open up a bank account, make sure you do things this way so that if I'm never, if I'm not here one day, you're still good. You know, you still mm -hmm. suffice. I don't expect my wife to, to listen to me 100% uh, of the time. And I guess that's sometimes where we clash, but I really love that um, when, when she does want something, she'll, she'll fight she'll fight for it like mm -hmm. do i want her going to israel but if i said hey i don't want you going to israel what's that what's that gonna look like for for, for me you know i i try to be same as well and you know i think i think it's very um well i'm gonna I, interject I, wait, wait 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 wait, wait, wait. Go, ahead, go ahead last sentence i think no, it's ahead, very dominant for a man to allow himself to be submissive for his wife as well Yes, men are just very submissive in different ways. Um, more as in the sense of protecting the house physically, um, you know, making sure that the family unit is always okay. We just submit in different ways, but men do submit. Um, and I do want to interject on what you said. And after that, I actually want to ask Crystal a question because you've been very quiet this one. Oh. Um, see, I would say with you and your wife, there's a level of understanding. You don't want her to go to Israel. But think about it. You do late night shows sometimes and concerts and there's women around and she could say, well, I don't really want you doing concerts with these gr groupies That's in the front true. row. That's true. That's very well true. But you see, 
there's a level of understanding between both of you because she trusts your leadership and then you also trust her. So it doesn't create problems. I think the I think just plainly there's just trust with me. Like yeah, there's just yeah. trust. It's just trust. Yeah. If there uh, wasn't any trust, and you wouldn't be out there doing that. It'd be a disaster. There'd be no peace. Deeper than that, if there wasn't any trust, I would not still be married. Right. There you go. You know? So, Christelle, go ahead. You want to say something? You've been no, I just wanted to say, uh, instead of looking at it as submissive, could you not look at it as supportive? You know? Well, see, Because submissive means, like, you don't really want a, a super submissive woman because then she doesn't have a backbone. And, you know, who wants to be with somebody who's a pushover all the time. And I agree. But see, that's the thing. A lot of times, and we'll talk about the word submissive. I understand some people don't like it. They look at it. They're like, oh, the word submissive. But again, it, it, it's only negative to the condemnations that you add to it. Yes. See, that's the thing. When, when I talk about submission, I talk about it from a peaceful, loving way. Not like I'm a dictator. Do what I say. If you don't do what I say, I'm leaving you. I talk about it from a peaceful, daunting, present mm -hmm. part of the feminine way. Mm -hmm. So when, when I mean that, when I look at that, when a woman's very feminine and she's very submissive, it's just her natural nature. So like, you know what I mean? Like she's gentle, she's kind. You know, when she interacts with me, and I'm not saying that she doesn't have a backbone. Of course she has a backbone. There'll be times when she'll tell me, I don't really like this decision, but... I picked you, I wanted your commitment, we're committing to each other, and I know that whatever decision you make, even though I don't like it, I know you're always gonna do what's best for this household. You would never do anything to compromise me, the kids, or the family unit in general. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean in that entirety. She could be cooperative, you want a woman that's cooperative. Yeah, mm -hmm. co yeah. But also, if, yeah. Something, if something's not right, because nobody's perfect that she is going to say something and she should. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, you know what, Julia? That's a really good word. Exactly. I don't think yeah. women like the word submissive. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't think no one. I like I think men likes the word submissive. Michael likes yeah. the words. <laughs> Michael <laughs> likes the word submissive. <laughs> you know what? I and again, we'll get into it a little bit. It's not that I like the word. It's just I grew up in a Christian background. And the word submissive is just part of like wifely duties within the Bible. Like when it talks about husband duties and wifely duties. So I've just kind of, I guess, I come into that. From, from the from the biblical. Yeah, from a biblical. So wait, 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 wait. So like, don't yell at me. Or if I'm hungry, if I ask you to make something tonight, you go and make something tonight type. Yeah. That's, Not that's Bible. <laughs> that's Bible and Christian. Like I grew up in, in yeah. As well. So because that's he, what the Bible means as submissive. But see, that's the thing. I wouldn't say, well, hey, if you don't make me a plate of food, mm, there's problems. But see, a loving wife. But there's no ultimatum. There's no ultimatum. If you're talking about submitting, yeah. But see, a loving wife for me, and this is just me, is gonna want to do that for her husband. No, 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 Michael. Okay. Michael, slow down, Michael. <laughs> Because, uh, go, go. because we have to talk. All right. So women are not robots. So no. some days, of course, you're going to want to cook. You're going to want to cook for your wife. You know what yeah, I mean? Of course. But yeah. it, 
she not gonna want to cook for you every day, bro. And not in 2023. Nope. Mm. And unless somebody's out here in a very, 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 very traditional, but most 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 relationships aren't aren't um, super traditional like they used to be. So you've got both people really having to take on all the roles. It's like, yeah. okay, babe, you're gonna cook. I'm gonna go change the kids' diapers. Okay, you're gonna go do the, this, and I'm gonna do this. It's so. There are some traditional relationships that are still out there, but so many of them, our roles have just been like, we have to take on everything now. Everybody I want to touch on that because you're absolutely right, because we also have to look at lifestyle too, right? And again, I'm glad that you guys both brought that up because depending on if both parties are working, of course, the submissive levelness might change. If if she worked an eight hour and you worked an eight hour, she might not have time to come home and cook you a plate of food. You might have to jump in there and and be Chef Ramsey. Yeah. But again, it really depends because as Jillian also mentioned, there's still some traditional relationships. There's not many because I know some guys, their wives don't work. They make so much money that their wives don't have to. So every time the guy comes home, the food's already made. The kids, the, the kids have their food and they're just waiting for the dad to walk through the door. And it's not like he asks, it's because she wants to, and she has the time and availability to do so. So that's what I'm saying. I do respect like both of your views because we also have to look at lifestyle. Definitely. When we're coming together. If you're coming together to somebody, what is the lifestyle gonna look like? Yeah, totally. That's a whole different subject. (laughs) Because if we were to take it off the table, and I'll ask Vonte a question. Your music career takes off. You become next Drake. Drake moves out of the way. Bye-bye, Mr. Drake. Vontae takes over. Would you want your wife to work? Uh, I don't want her to work now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to work now. But she does. She does. She has a part-time job, and she goes to school on top of being a mom. But I mean, like, at that point, if you took over, like, let's say you were in that position and you were like, look, you really don't have to work. I would be you honest can just with you. School. Nah, no. Nah. I mean, okay. to be honest, it'll be it'll be up for her. But wifey's going to have to maybe create a business, figure out mm. what she like to do. And, you know, she has a lot of likes and interests. So I'm sure she might take the money, invest it in, into herself. Um, wifey is not the type to stay home all day. Uh, mm. she, she likes nice things. She likes to get it for herself. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm, I make, I make bread and I pay the rent and I pay the groceries. So the money that she makes, it's her, it's her money, you know? And see, I, I like that, that you said that because see, that's the thing. Like if we were she doesn't to, like, have to, she wants to, she, she wants, wants to. to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if you were to take, I'm not saying like a woman should stay at home, but like, like, let's say in your situation, if, if you were like as I said, superstardom here, and you were to take work off the table and say, babe, you don't have to work. Those passions you wanted to go explore, go explore them freely. Do whatever you want. You you know, like it, it leaves more opportunity, not just for her to stay at home, but for her to explore more of herself, for her to go out and be self-discovery, for all those things. So the mentality of, of because I know some guys, are just, I just want her to stay at home in the kitchen. No, I think you should create an environment for her to at least maybe not work where she can explore a lot of things, you know, hobbies, interests, and all those other things. But you want her to be home 
by seven so the stove can be hot right <laughs> <laughs> well depending on our schedules because i might not be home at seven depending as an entrepreneur it really depends and you know what there's some women out there that that's what they want they yeah, want to be yeah, at so home true. they want to be with their yeah. kids they don't want to work so find out who and listen i mean it's like find out who you're dealing with but let's just be honest here what you think you want at 20 might not be the same thing you want at 30. And trust yeah. me, as a woman, when she hits her 30, she's going to go, whoa, what's what's happening with me? <laughs> like, I'm cha I'm changing, you know, I'm, I'm not I don't think the way that I I used to think a lot of things are different, you know, so it's it's an interesting. I think it's just experiences, topic. because like a lot of women that I know who are 40 are like, I just want a guy to like come into my life and I don't want to work. Like they're just tired. They're just we're getting tired, tired. Out here. They're getting tired. They're like, I don't want to work, not because they're lazy, but because they want to step more into that feminine role, being at home, taking care of the kids, starting a side business, like doing something that's more aligned. Because women are very social creatures. So again, it's to each own individual, right? And sometimes that could make or break a relationship. I've met some girls, we aligned, but then they were like, just so you know, Michael. I'm not sitting in front of a stove. I'm like, where did that come from? They're just like, I'm not sitting at home. If that's what you expect from me, this is not going to work. Mm -hmm. And we talked yes, about my it. My ex-husband knew I wasn't Betty Crocker, but I did like to bake sometimes. You know, I wasn't a huge. It's so weird. It was strange. My dad was the cook in the family. My dad loved making food. My my mom cooked sometimes, but my dad, he was the one that did all all of the cooking. And um, and then you know. My sister, she's a cook, but I just, it, it just was never my thing. It just was never my thing. But, you know, as I get older, I do wish I had more time to nourish my, my daughter better. I will fully admit that. I wish I had more time to be at home. Um, you know, that is, that is one, that will be one of my regrets is that I, I was there when they were babies and when they were little, I was a stay at home mom. Well, see, but, I'm glad uh, that you brought. Divorced, so you know, then your uh, your mom and dad and everything else, and so you know, I do. I that does make me sad. I will will not lie. It makes me sad. I'm not home more for my. my I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah. when I talk about the women being at home, you see the who benefits more. The children do, because they get an active parent. They get a parent that's there twenty four seven. Maybe not twenty four seven, but you guys know what I mean to keep them away from certain, you know what I mean? Stuff that's out there. So yeah. a lot of times when people say, well, Michael, you just want a girl to sit at home. I'm like, but you don't understand if she's at home, the kids get a present parent. If the kids get a better parent, we get more productive children that go out into society and do greater things. It's not just about me. It's about what's best for the relationship as a whole, especially the woman, when there's children if the, involved. If the woman stays at home. Well, Jillian just mentioned it. Who suffered? Yeah, I mean, no. On the personal, sorry, Jillian. Yeah, on the personal situation, yes, and yeah. and that's pretty tough. Um, but most importantly, here, I think when we're talking about uh, having the kids involved and yeah, who's home, who's home with the kids? I'm sure maybe wifey does want to stay home with the kids, but far as the economy goes, we may we have to work. Yeah. It's, and the kids go to school during the during the day. So yeah, when they turn five, they're going to school. Right. I was lucky; I was able to stay home with them until they went to school, and then and then I started working. My mom, my mom was at work back at work when I was two months old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but wow. my 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 Oma and Opa looked after me, so I mean they had 
live in live in care but uh wow. you know yeah i mean we're, we're a dual income society now yeah is there anything that you want to add christelle no it's just uh i know some parents uh because like i i stayed home with my daughter because i wanted to be i wanted to raise her i didn't want strangers raising her i wanted to be the influence on her because the first five years are the most important time uh to shape the individual like the child uh, but I do know a lot of uh, couples where the parent, the mom wants to stay with their kids. Some do, some don't. The ones that normally do is uh, they are willing to take a lifestyle cut. They're willing to do what it takes to be there with their children. And having less uh, material is worth the uh, interaction and the time spent with the child. I like that. I so like it depends that. on you know where you put um, where you're where you put the importance. Yeah. So you it, decide it, you're not going to buy that new car, so you don't have a car payment. Yeah. So you, you might have to get rid of a car. You may have to downsize your house. You may have to go with less, essentially, material-wise, so that you can have more to be with your child or your children. I feel like Vontae wants to say something. Yeah. I 100% agree. When I first came to Canada in 2014, as you know, Michael, I couldn't. Yeah work you know legally at least so um wifey was the only one that could have worked um but they gave me the ample opportunity to spend every single day with my oldest daughter and i feel like we have the greatest bond because of it with my youngest daughter it's kind of the opposite wifey stayed home for uh maternity leave as i went to work and I feel like the bond is a bit different between mm -hmm. my oldest and my youngest because of the, the, the change there. So thank you for that. That's great. So I appreciate you guys sharing that. Cause like, you see, like I don't have children, right. But I think about, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss baseball games. I don't want to miss any sporting events. I don't want, because like you guys are all sharing your stories of how prevalent you guys were in your children's lives and the impact or or your stories were, hey, I wish I could have been there a little more. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like, okay, like I don't ever want to have that feeling of saying, I, I, I think I might've missed out on some things. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah, you'll have to choose. There's going to be a choice point. Yeah, and when yeah. the child's there, there, there's some choices that are going to be need to be made. And maybe there's some choices you can't make because it's it's beyond you being yeah. able to make it right so it, it all depends where you are at that time who you're with what your situation all of those things will have a, a role to play well and sometimes see, i think that's yeah. what's interesting about all of us because we're all entrepreneurs here all of us which is interesting anybody on the live and i think with all of us being entrepreneurs we're not just striving for the money we're obviously striving to make change influence and inspire but it's also to have a lifestyle that's more flexibility so maybe those around us can get more of us. Maybe yeah. the world can get more of us, right? So I, I, for me, I just try to look at it from a loving point of view of more of, hey, I wanna put myself in this position so I have more flexibility to either do speaking gigs or to spend more time with people that I love because we have to admit we're not here forever. The window's limited. The window closed tomorrow. so. Right. I, I try to maximize the time that I have now, but the end goal is to create more flexibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Me too. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. So I don't know if there's anything that anybody wants to add before we close up shop because you guys all gave fantastic stuff. I'm sure Is we it... could talk, 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 talk. So, <laughs> so what's the verdict? Peace or, or versus or no peace or perfection? What's I the final I got verdict? I got the answer. <laughs> peace and perfection within yourself. The most yes. important. Yes. Oh, uh, and even then, it won't be peace or perfect. But you got to start with yourself before you try to start it in, in any other type yes. of, or look for it in any other relationship. Yes. Well, you know, it's the mirrors, right? Like the yes. uh, the external world is a mirror reflecting you. Yes. So if you can't find peace within yourself, you'll never find it outside of yourself. Ooh, and I got one more. Mm -hmm. Everyone should have deal breakers. Everybody should have what? Yeah. Everyone should have deal breakers. Deal breakers, of course. There should be a, a there should be a line that's drawn somewhere. That's right. Yeah, I agree. Mm. And when it is passed, you reinforce it. But you got to set the line. Facts. Set the line. Jillian, peace or or a perfect partner? Uh, just peace, love, and joy, and a partner that I can that I can work with. That is cooperative you know and easy okay. to t easy to work with <laughs> not perfect but but easy to work with most of the time <laughs> i have a rule okay this is whatever you want to see more out of your partner that means you need to bring more of that forward so if that. you're seeking for more cooperation then you need to cooperate more exactly. if you're looking for more peace then you need to be more peaceful with them love it and if they are not that way back to you, that's a deal breaker. Well, yeah. then you have the lot. You go. You go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You draw yeah. the line. And chances are okay. Chances are okay, but it's still a deal breaker, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, See, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give like an answer. Is I want a peaceful partner, but I'm not gonna be codependent on them giving me peace. What happens is, is I want them to create their own peace. And I create my own piece and we bring that to the relationship and the relationship is the prize itself. Because a lot of that. times people are very codependent to, for someone to give them peace, but nobody's perfect. As Vontae said, if we roll it back, because if you're like, well, you're not being peaceful right now, but they could have just had a stressful day, a fight with their friend, a fight with a parent. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, like, or whatever the day looks like, I want them to always understand Yes, I might have gotten into a fight with my mom or my dad or whatever, but I always want to be peaceful when I come back to my partner and I want to bring peace there. So there's more of an understanding instead of a codependency on on getting peace from them. Just just like you said, be be be, be the peace. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know that we're I, we're we're closing up and I actually gotta leave at 8 30, but yo, Michael, I, I feel like you you know what you want. I feel like you want to take care of a woman. I do. Uh, you're a strong personality. I feel like you you are a bit uh, dominant in who you are and what you want out of, of a relationship. I, I feel like there's a lot of women out there that would gravitate towards a man, you know, that, that would take care of them in a way where it's less effort for them as long as they, you know, come home and and you know do whatever you have based on your own relationship so what's what's the real problem here bro <laughs> we just you know need what? women his way i think you know I what know. No, what you said about the dominance scares a lot of them off you're absolutely right it does 
but it's more of, as I said, for me, and, and again, I can only speak for me. I know that I'll be in the right relationship when I meet a woman who says, look at how great this man is. Look at his goals and dreams. He's crushing it. He's taking control. I want to follow this man. Wherever he's going, I want to follow. And that's that's something between like me and God that I said, if I meet a woman and she tells me that I want to follow you, then I know that that's my confirmation that that's my person. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to add, you're talking about how you want someone to elevate you. Yeah. And so getting back to what I was saying is for you to support that with someone else, find yeah. ways to elevate them. Yeah. Right. So if they're, well, if you want them to say he's a great man, I want to be with him for X, Y, and Z, you need to make sure that you're expressing that to that, to your partner, you're a great woman because of X, mm. Y, and Z. I agree with you. And the thing is, though, I feel like I already do that because anybody that I interact with knows that my energy is just off the wall, that it's I'm going to bring understanding. I'm going to bring like all this level of stuff. So I always try to make sure that everybody I interact with, that even if it's a short window, the interaction was like, well, I learned something from that guy. But that's your but that's your your. um that is your business or your oh, external person, but your partner is going to see the other person. There's yeah, for sure. The person outside of that parts yeah. to you. Yeah. As they get to see all of the other parts. A hundred percent. Right. So, and, and I'm that, glad you asked the question, yeah. Vontae. You're like, what's the problem? Where's the girl? <laughs> what's really where's going on here? Yeah. Where's the girl, bro? Um, oh, you know, well, next what? time we're, next time we're on here, we should all do a couples, uh, what's a couple a couple show like we're we all bring our partner i know michael and jillian yeah are single no jillian has Uh, somebody yes but he's he's he it's a long distance relationship he's in another country we could still include him okay this is all virtual yeah of course why not yeah no one one left behind (laughs) (laughs) no i would be down to do a couple show Okay, so we just we just waiting on Michael to to find find someone special first. Yeah, he can be I the mean, fifth wheel. He can be the fifth wheel. You know what? It, it can be a, it can be a first date. Uh, yes, yes. No, I'm we gonna need be him. honest. Yeah. Where you guys were all lucky. Well, I I forget how Jillian met her guy. You guys are lucky. You Christelle and and Devante are lucky that you guys met someone before online dating happened. No, no, no. We met online. No, but I meant like Tinder and all those other platforms yeah, makes it no, a lot more was, difficult. That to was all going now. on, yeah. But that was all like going it makes on it so stuff. harder to date but, now with those platforms. Yeah, I can yeah. understand. Uh, that. When, I, when I met my husband, it was in a club, and, oh. I, and, and he asked for an, my number, and I wrote it on his arm. The way we didn't even have a cell phone. Whoa. So I'm going to the club then. I'm, I'm going you, to the club then. You got to go to the club. You got to start. That's where I'm go going. Back. You got <laughs> to go back to the basics, bro. Yeah, I'm going back to the basics then. You're dating at 60? You got to get back to the club. Yeah, I'm going back to the club then. That's where we're going. If you guys really want to do a couples thing, hey, talk to your couples and well, I'll make it happen. Like, no joke. I will make it happen. And no, I'm very serious. I'm very yeah. serious. Me too. I yeah. would like to see that happen. I hey, will yeah, give my you guys. We, we joked about it the other day. He's like, hey, if you ever want me, like, uh, you know, yeah. I'll do it if you ask me to do it. I will give you guys the platform to do it. I will set everything up. The but banners, but the clause is you have to bring someone to. It could be a brand new relationship or whatever. It could be a first date. It could first be a date. Or it could be an ex. 
No, <laughs> no, I, 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 I just told you that I do. Oh I'm just teasing. Oh, I'm just teasing. Let, let me tell you, let me tell you a quick story before we go about my mom. Yeah. So my mom's turning 80 this year and she hangs around with a group of women. They're called the 60 chicks. Okay. They've, oh, they they haven't let the 60s go. 20 years later, they're still the 60s chicks. And oh, let me tell you, this is how they get together when their husbands die. The one goes to a coffee shop. She sees a guy. She thinks, oh, I like that guy. She went up and talked to him and asked him for coffee, and they've been together ever since. So, wow. you know, things change. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, if you guys are serious, as I said, we'll do a couple show. And maybe I'll bring a situation ship on. But sure. <laughs> At least it's someone, like the someone, someone who, who oh, dang, I hate to say this, but someone you bring someone you're intimate with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the best way I can say. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't bring a best don't bring a bestie on here trying to pose as that's that's your situation. Well, this situationship <laughs> I met her when I was twenty one and she was forty, so now she's in her fifties, and we have a little situationship. But yeah. Okay. Wow. That sounds, that's valid. Intimate. I've been intimate <laughs> with her. It still counts. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> because we're gonna have a lot of questions for that person. That's. Uh... <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'm done. No problem. I'll talk to her about it tonight. I say. You need to get a matching orange chair. Uh, unless, oh my unless I get a partner before then. But yeah, you know what? You guys want to do a couple show? Let's do it. Yeah, that'll be great. All right. Well, you guys all have a fantastic evening. Look, everybody, if you want to follow any of these guys, their social media is down below. Please follow them for the work that they do, the value that they offer to the space, either in entertainment, dating, relationships, whatever. <laughs> Right, it's very rare that we get to have crazy platforms like this together. So, thank you guys for the hour of the time and 30 minutes. I love it. I learned something. Maybe there's some adjustments that even Michael has to make. I learned that from this podcast. There's some adjustments that I need to make. Maybe one thing you can count on you'll always need to make adjustments. Yeah, I learned that today. I learned that today. I might have to make adjustments here, as Varte says, Where's your girl? I might need to make some adjustments. What's really going on here? No. Yeah. Um, just some shout outs. Um, I was looking at chat the whole time. Of course. So I should have been a little bit more interactive, but shout out to Mac, shout out to Muzi, shout out to PH and Kitty. There was some some uh some feedback. Um let's see, Muzi said W podcast. Mac says this podcast is a W. This podcast, this podcast should be for all ages and all over all other platforms. Uh, uh, Max also said they should do a podcast for kids twelve to seventeen, and I think that's true. Yeah, a, a lot of us yeah. if we learned during that age bracket, it would have saved a lot of us problems. Yes, I'd probably be married by now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So shout out to the chat. This is your chat, by the way. This is your and, and I like it because. Yeah. Again, like someone here says he sounds like he's a goaded guy. I don't know what that oh, means. Oh, yeah, Muzi. <laughs> yeah, you're goaded. Gre greatest of all time. So it just means like you're top G. I'm like, trying to, um... you know what? As I said, and I'll leave the podcast with this. If half of the stuff that we discussed here tonight, if I would have knew this in my 20s, I probably would have been in a marriage by now. Like, no joke. It's just I didn't know any of this stuff. None of this stuff was relevant to me. I wasn't aware of it. And there are no excuses for it. But I think if I was to know this and I was to tell my younger self, if I was to rewind back time, tell him everything that I know, I think younger me would probably be married in his early 30s. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, so, I, 
I, I agree. I do have to get going because my I have a live stream event starting on TikTok now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no so problem, was, yeah, guys. No worries. And so was, I'll keep you guys culture, in the yeah. loop about the couple stuff. Yes, please. Sounds All right. Good. And we'll do this again.